Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night. And building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. From the Aleuts at Kizar to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. It's time to talk about which player is most vital for offensive success. Alex, this should be an interesting one because there's a lot of personalities and a lot of players that are definitely vital to what the 49ers do on offense. Look, not just that. And there's a lot of ways to spin this, right? You could easily say it's Trey Lance. You could easily go with a guy like Debo Samuel. You could go with an option outside of Debo Samuel in the receiving game. George Kittle, who also has a factor in the right. I mean, there's... 
there are so many ways to break this down and slice it up that I imagine and I'm hoping to see tons of comments down below right now with who you think is the most vital. And what I don't want you to do is J-Hill this. Okay, don't J-Hill this and swing scale and say something like the O-line, right? Don't, don't go the whole group. Don't go the wide receivers. Are. Pick a player, make a case right now in the comment section below and let's have a conversation about this. And who knows, maybe at the end of the episode, Ant, maybe we'll sway you one way or the other on an individual player because I'm going to try and stay away from sliding scales and groups of people on the 49ers offense and focus this in on just a couple. Yeah, I think going in on a couple is important. And the guy I'm going to go with, I think everyone knows, I've been talking about this for a long time, it's obviously going to be Nick Sakel. No, I'm just kidding. It's not going to be Nick Sakel. Um, I think the most vital player to the 49ers offensive success in 2022 is going to be Trey Lance. I, I think I have to go with that. Normally, I would go with a Debo Samuel or someone like that, but I'm going with Trey because the 49ers are making a move now. They're moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo, going to the young kid, and the traits that he has they are building around him with players that, you know, accentuate those traits, whether that's, you know, uh, Danny Gray being able to go deep down the field, you know, or Brandon Ayuk working with him consistently and the things Brandon's good at are things that Trey's good at, you know, getting the ball out to him on. So I think that Trey Lance is going to be the one pulling the trigger. He's going to be the one that leads this organization into the future, and he's vital to their success because the things that were becoming a hindrance for the 49ers were the fact that teams were able to absolutely load the box against the 49ers offense. The Rams in particular did that. Six men on the line of scrimmage, you know, eight, nine guys in the box. They packed it all in. They took away the 49ers run game and put it solely on Jimmy Garoppolo. And with Jimmy Garoppolo not being able to get the ball consistently down the field to his receivers, it put a lot of stress on Kyle Shanahan and the other players to be perfect in the run game. That was tough. With Trey Lance being a vital part of this offense, you'll be able to get the ball down the field, which will mean it will unclog that box, allow for running lanes, and also have big play potential. Because once you start getting that run game going, then that play-action pass gets going. You can get the ball down the field to these big-time receivers, and they have a lot of weapons on offense. But I think Trey is the key linchpin to make sure that these receivers and players are able to get the ball because he changes the way defenses are going to line up against Kyle Shanahan's offense. Yes. <laughs> yes. Can can it be said any better than that? No, it can't. The quarterback has kind of always been the, the linchpin of, of the offense in the Kyle Shanahan system. Getting you in and out of the right run calls, in and out of the right pass sets, uh, checking into runs when you're supposed to, checking into passes when you're supposed to, uh, getting the ball out to the right right receiver when Kyle Shanahan properly schemes it up. That helps. It's all this in the second half of the <laughs> NFC Championship game, which Ruffalo wasn't doing that, and Lots of problems. So the quarterback is, he's, he is the most vital player to offensive success. And you're, you're correct. Uh, that happens in a lot of programs and systems and a, a lot of teams in the NFL. The quarterback is priority numero uno. It's also kind of why they get paid the big bucks across the board throughout the league. It's just, true. It's the reality. Um, and, and while I agree with you and everything that you just said, and it's all correct and accurate, I'm going to make a pitch for another player to make the like episode that. more interesting. And so I, I like that. Let's do that because I'm going to go with someone who is going to be touching the ball just as much. That's Ooh. Trey Lance and Jake Brendel. Ooh. Jake Brendel like is the that. most vital player to offensive success. And I will say this for one reason and one reason only, TCC. 2020. 2020. Look at the revolving door at the center position you had in 2020 and how awful the O-line play was. Now, some of it could be pinned on Pick Mullins, checking out of the correct run plays, staying in run plays that he had no business in, uh, making horrible decisions in the pocket as a quarterback. That, that is all true. But there was also issues up front with chemistry, and that led to him not having a lot of time at certain points in games and 
against certain opponents who had fantastic fronts and him making a lot of bad decisions because of it. He was afraid to check out of certain runs, afraid to check into passes, afraid to, to make the certain kind of read, trying to force balls and get them out quicker than, than he should because he's reading things incorrectly because he's worried about his front. Jake Brendel has to be stable. Stable for the guys next to him and, and Aaron Bakes and, and ideally Brunskill, but could be someone else. Stable for his tackles and Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey. And consistent and stable for his quarterback. They need to have an exchange, a relationship, a repertoire. If they do then great, you have less things to worry about. Trey's life's actually easier because he knows the guy in front of him is taking care of his job, which means he doesn't have to try and do multiple things and worry about what Brendel's calling and is Brendel making the right calls and does the O-line know where they're supposed to be? Is Aaron Banks going to be picking up the right blitzer in this situation and circumstance? Is the O-line slide protecting? Are they doing what they're supposed to do? If he's having to worry about Jake Brendel's job, then Trey Lance is going to struggle in and of itself, which is why Jake Brendel has to, has to play consistent. He has to play at a high level, not... Pro Bowl level, not all cow level, just top half of the league center. If he's the worst center in the league, we are in a world of hurt. And I don't believe the Niners would go into the season with that being the case, Ant. But Jake Brendel still has to prove it. So for me, it starts with Jake Brendel, the guy who's going to have the ball in his hands to start every single play. Get the ball into your quarterback's hands. Make sure you got your calls and everything lined up on the O-line where you're supposed to be going. And then go out and execute those things. If you do, Trey Lance's job becomes easier. And then he can do everything that you stated beforehand, Ant. And then off Niners offense rolls and, uh, you know, becomes the, the top five offense the other day in chat that, that, that they were hoping the Niners offense could be. Yeah, top five is not going to be easy. But I, I do like the direct correlation that you made, you know, between the center position and Trey Lance. And one of the reasons that Jake Brendel makes a lot of sense for this is the fact that they've worked so much together already. That's the good thing about Jake Brendel coming into the 49ers organization and then practicing all last year on the team is he got to work with Trey Lance. So they're comfortable with each other, right? Trey already knows Jake Brendel understands this offense. He understands what protections he needs to go ahead and put the offensive line into in certain situations. That is a good thing for the 49ers. That continuity is definitely important. And this center position has proven to be vital. I think you pointed that out with the 2020 comments. So I, I like where you went with that. Now, along the way, there are some guys who are vital, too, that other people can make arguments about. Absolutely. And I think one of those that is definitely going to be on everyone's mind is Debo Samuel. And yes, Debo Samuel is very vital to what the 49ers want to do on offense. However, we don't know what Debo Samuel's role is going to look like in 2022, depending on contract status. Sure. If he's paid as a wide receiver, but not as a wide back, he's going to play more wide receiver than wide back, and his role changed. So that means he's not could potentially not be as vital as he would have been. If he's going to take a role similar to what he had last year in 2021, which I don't believe is sustainable, then he could be the most vital player on the team because he just did it all. But I don't know if I can make that full argument until I know what type of role he's going to be playing in the 2022 offense. We do know what these two guys are going to be doing in the 2022 offense. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Debo's role is kind of up in the air because the contract's up in the air and you don't really know. You're you're 100% right there, Ant. And uh, anyone that would want to make the argument before that contract is put in place, uh, you're, you're just guessing at this point. Until we know what that contract is and what he's getting paid to do, yeah. you don't know what his role is going to be. And therefore, his vitality, his opportunity to be vital to the offense is in limbo. And until it's not in limbo... I don't want to go one way or the other on this. We know what how vital Debo can be to the offense. That's the truth. So yeah. he he could be the most vital. Um, another guy you got to make the pitch for is George Kittle, because you said it. The run game is extremely important, and there ain't a better tight end in the league in terms of establishing run blocking and doing very creative things, getting up to second level, getting up to linebackers, getting getting rid of linebackers. 
being able to handle DNs one-on-one -on -one in space, I mean, they're, they're nobody better in the league than George Kittle at that. Also, what he adds in the pass game. And with Trey Lance on the field, you can do things more vertically with George Kittle than maybe you could have with Jimmy Garoppolo, which means his role could skyrocket and he could become the most vital player on the offense. You could make the case for Brandon Ayuk. You'd also easily make the case for Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, you could. I mean, the run game is going to be very important for Trey Lance's success and the success of this offense, because as the run game goes in Kyle Shanahan's offense, so does the offense. That's just the way it works. And the more that the 49ers can stay on the field on offense, it makes it easier on the defense. It's all direct correlation to each other. They're all extensions of each other. And I think that's where the 49ers are getting with a team concept. All three phases working together. So you're right. Elijah Mitchell could be very impactful, you know, to this team. And I think a lot of times what gets lost in the Kyle Shanahan offense is how important certain backs are. We always look at the running back room in totality, and it's almost like he can plug and play anyone and they can get it done. But we've seen through the years that it's not actually that you plug and play anyone. It's that you plug and play certain guys with certain skill sets and anything can happen. We got really deep into the cupboard last year where they were bringing guys in that had no business playing for Kyle Shannon in this system. And now you're going to have a better running back room. But you're right. Elijah Mitchell should have sent himself to the next level, which could make him a vital piece to what this offense needs and what this roster needs. So yeah, all these guys are vital players and when it comes down to it, they need all of them to be able to reach that elite status of offense that they're hoping they can achieve. And, and, and in a world, Ant, in a crazy world where Jimmy Garoppolo is on their roster, then having a backup quarterback to Trey Lance in case something were to happen may end up being the most vital thing you could do for the offense all year. Woo! Woo! Roast me in the comment section down below for that one. Yeah. TCC. I, I'm pretty sure you're going to hear some comments about that. Absolutely no one uh, wants to, to, well, there there are people that wanted to hear that, 100%, but uh, there 100%, are some people 100%. that want no world, uh, the Hoffman, in fact, wants no world with Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster for week one, and I think uh, there's a lot of people that feel that way, and I honestly don't know. Before free agency, I thought for sure he was going to be gone. True, but, uh, but when the season ended, it yeah, now, now he gave that goodbye speech, it was like, oh, so long, Jimmy. Yeah, he's going to have to be like, hello again. Uh, because, I mean, right now, as of now, he is still set to be on this roster. Training camp, Wednesday, July 27th. If Jimmy Garoppolo is at camp, whew, I can already feel the fireworks. It's, it's going to be fun. I'll have to take a look at the schedule that day and make sure, make sure I'm there for that. I mean, just, just watching that, that situation unfold will be absolutely glorious. But TCC, hopefully you've populated the comment section with wonderful players who you think are most vital to the offensive success for the 49ers in 2022. And if so, maybe something has changed. Maybe we need a pitch for somebody. Maybe Jake Brendel wasn't even on your list and now he is. And maybe, maybe you thought, you know what, Kyle Shanahan, he isn't going to lean on Trey Lance. Why would Trey Lance be the most vital? But Ant's pitch for Trey Lance and how important the quarterback position is for Kyle Shanahan in this offense. Maybe now you've swayed the other way. Let us know what you think and, and where you're at now post episode. And uh, like and subscribe if you haven't already, because we do have training camp content yeah. coming up. And we do have training camp getting ready to start and you won't want to miss all the coverage. Yeah. And we're going to be at training camp. I mean, so that's the thing. You're not getting coverage about what, what we read from somebody else or what, what somebody else thinks. Posted, yeah. No, you're going to get content from us seeing it as it happens. Uh, so that's what you're going to get. So make sure you, you know, click the notification bell. So, you know, when we're going to go live to talk about all this stuff, it's going to be a fun time and we're going to be getting into football and there's going to be some practices uh, before preseason games. And once preseason games go, man, the content season content just gets a lot of fun. So I hope you're excited about it. I know we're excited about it. This is going to be a fun couple weeks of training camp or a few weeks, and then it's going to be game time. Uh, you know, that's right. It's going to be game time. It's going to be exciting. We're excited for all of it. We hope you are too. 
Get your popcorn ready. Football season is just around the corner. And until the next one, cut back crew and the faithful. Stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.